to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that takes you on a road trip that brings you to the person that you might love, but the person that might also be a convicted felon. Anyway, we're talking about our favorite made-for-TV <laughs> romances, if you can believe it, the kinds that you find on Hallmark, Netflix, Lifetime, and the like. So today we are talking about a movie that originally aired December 13th. 2015 on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Uh, we don't, I don't know that we do a ton of Hallmark Movies and Mysteries movies. We, you know, you're right. We, we don't get to them as much. So I'm, that's I'm a damn shame because yeah. sometimes they're quality. Yeah. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, one based off of Debbie Makemur's book, Dashing Through the Snow. Um, and so it's called Debbie Makemur's Dashing Through the Snow or just Dashing Through the Snow. Eh, you know, however you want to want to think about it. But I feel like Hallmark does so many of her books that she like is like a special like starred. Like, yeah. She's yeah. a draw. Exactly. So <laughs> are you, do you have a like a blankie and a bottle? Because this is a novel of a. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> uh, synopsis. I am snuggled in, ready for my story. So, based on a novel by Debbie Macamber, this Yuletide movie tells the story of Ashley Harrison, played by Megan Ory, and Dash Sutherland, played by Andrew Walker. She is a crafter based in San Francisco who is desperate to spend the holidays with her family in Seattle, and Dash is also in a rush to get there. When Ashley inexplicably encounters a problem with a reservation at the airport ticket counter, she turns to Plan B and attempts to rent a car. But there's just one vehicle left, and Dash beats her to it. Reluctantly, Ashley takes him up in his offer to join him on the road trip. As the pair head north, their adventures include car trouble, adopting a puppy, and being secretly tailed by federal agents who believe Ashley is up to no good. With a hint of romance gradually filling the air, will these two fall in love, or will their journey bring about an unexpected road bump to romance? <laughs> Why has there never been a movie called Road Bump to Romance? <laughs> or even Road Trip to Romance. Oh my gosh. Hannah, <laughs> One Kiss Means Forever uh, publishing company <laughs> One is coming. One Kiss Means Forever original Road Trip to Romance. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, all right. While we marinate on that plot, let's talk about dashing through the snow's plot. Sounds good. All Megan Ory's Ashley Jane Harrison wants is to go home for Christmas, as it's the first one without her dad. It's important that she's there to, to support her mom and help with the Christmas tree lighting festivities her dad originated. But her plans might be foiled when she somehow can't check in for her flight and no one will tell her why. But optimistic Ashley is not going to let her plans be derailed. So spotting the rental cars, she heads in that direction. After a long wait, Ashley is finally at the front of the line and ready to rent a car. There is only one car left in the whole airport. And she's being told this when a handsome stranger... Dash, played by Andrew Walker, swoops in and says he'll rent, rent it. Um, no, Ashley was there first. That's not how 
lines work. But the car rental guy doesn't seem to care because he's clearly a misogynist or at, like like a gay misogynist. I don't know what's happening here. And <laughs> Dash gets the car. So like, fuck everyone. <laughs> but since they're both going to Seattle, Dash offers to split the car with Ashley and they can go together. So Ashley is a murderino at heart and doesn't want to just get into a car with a stranger, um, but she also, like, wants the car. So she decides that if she that he can get his mother to vouch for him, which is not the perf- most perfect plan, but hey, it's something, um, that she'll go with him. Um, so he makes a phone call and lets Ashley satisfy herself that he is safe to travel with. And so with the mother's vote of approval, off they go on their 12-plus hour drive. Yes. Did I Google how long it took to get from San Francisco to Seattle in a car? Yes, I did. <laughs> well, they did say like it was like two days in three states or something like that. Yeah, which, um, yeah, you could do it in one, but I, I not guess. the way they travel. <laughs> nah. Nah. Okay. So these two are not initially the best travel buddies. Uh, Ashley likes to chat and has an outlook that is just so positive that I I can see it being off-putting. <laughs> I can see it being off-putting <laughs> as well. Um, and when she can't find her chapstick, she demands that they stop and get some. And then their car breaks down and they're stranded on the side of the road hoping for help. And when none comes, they have to walk to the nearest town to get a tow and have the car repaired, which... They never tell us what's wrong with the car or anything. It just, it seems to be like it breaks and they get it to the shop. And in a shockingly on Hallmark-esque situation, it seems to be fixed in about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't got to wait in the nearby town for a week for a car right. part. Uh, and so, it, so it's done quickly. And all through it, Ashley is open and happy while Dash is tolerant? Tolerant. Tolerant is... Very, very diplomatic of you. So meanwhile, the FBI are interested in Ashley. <laughs> what? <laughs> so her plane ticket flagged their system, and they are convinced that she's into something so shady that they must have a multi-person team on her. So while some are monitoring from their headquarters, they send out a rookie to tail her on the trip. And so this rookie ar- arrives right when the car is done with repairs. And when we say rookie, we mean like every sense of the trope of the word. Yeah. He's he's never been in the field. He's also a, a baby. Yes. <laughs> so Ashley sees a box of puppies because that's how puppies come. Boxes. Near the mechanic, boxes, yep. Near the mechanic shop. And after talking to the guy who brought it there, who had found it on the side of the road, um, and who they like call like a tough guy because he's like dressed like a biker, um, but is clearly like, don't let yourself be fooled by appearances, for beauty is found within. Um, Aww, yay. <laughs> um, she ends up picking one as a Christmas gift for her mom. So, Little Blade the puppy joins the road trip. When they drive through Mistletoe, Oregon, which is a real place, I'm pretty sure, um, Ashley again insists on a stop for pie since she's having memories about the place. 
and Dash is charmed by Ashley and her outlook on life. Her belief in miracles make him wish he could also believe. Ah. So there we have like our Christmassy, like heart melting or heart growing one, one size yes. perhaps. Well, yes. So next they drive through Eugene where Ashley wants to stop and get little Blade a sweater. Puppies and sweaters. Um, it is there that a teen barista who has not renewed his car registration swaps license plates with their car so he won't get in trouble for having expired tags. Crazy. Um, nobody sees this happen, not Ashley or Dash or their FBI tail. So when the tail loses the car for a little while in Eugene, he's officially lost them as they are now no longer looking for the correct license plate. Yeah. At all. I have so many things to say about that scene. That I mean. <laughs> so Dash clearly works for the FBI and is undercover with Ashley. That, you know, it's it's pretty obvious. He spots the tail. They're, like, trading words. Um, yeah. But it's also very clear, clear that he thinks she's innocent, along with our girl, Rukia Bernard, another agent who no one is listening to, maybe because she's a black woman. I would like <laughs> truth bomb. I, I have in my notes like uh can we maybe listen to the black woman? Like she clearly knows shit. Um <laughs> so she writes. <laughs> so they stop for the night at a roadside motel that only has one room left, of course. And they go to dinner and have a lovely time where Dash learns that Ashley had her identity stolen. So, ha, the mystery is solved as to why anybody would suspect Ashley of anything. Um, and Dash dumps his phone. He's like, fuck the FBI. They're wrong. This woman's awesome. And on the way back to the motel, they kiss in the snow. So that night, lying in bed with a sheet between them like a wall, a la it happened one night, Dash confesses to Ashley um, the whole thing, you know, who he is, how he's feeling, whatever. But Ashley is sound asleep and hears nothing. And she's got a puppy on her face. So it's like the cutest thing in the world. They're snuggle buddies. Um, I know. <laughs> he goes to pick up coffee the next morning and runs into Santa, who basically tells him it's okay to fall in love with Ashley. And then off they go towards Seattle. So Ashley needs to make one more quick stop suspicious and the fbi realize that they have been following the wrong car and they have to find this other car which they do really quickly because they do end up beating them to ashley's friend's place where they're making their stop to hand off christmas presents uh guns drawn the fbi surrounds the house and scare everyone of course because why would you not be scared when the FBI shows up when you're like, I just wanted to drop off this tree topper I made. Mm -hmm. um, Dash is outed as an agent and a liar, of course. So crushed, Ashley gets taken in for questioning. So how long is Ashley questioned? What convinces the FBI that she's innocent? Who knows, since we're next at her mother's house with Ashley and her PJs hugging Little Blade and crying over Dash. Uh, she admits to her mom that she fell in love with him, dashing through the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, meanwhile, at a bar they had dinner at, Dash is sitting with Rukia. I know that's not her name in the movie, but I'm not really sure what her character's name is, so whatever. He's sitting with her. 
and she informs him that they have found the identity thief. Ashley is indeed innocent. And she reminds him that he probably still has a chance because after all, it's it's Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So at the town tree lighting ceremony, Ashley is still kind of down. She's missing Dash and her dad. The tree is lit and suddenly the sound of a tractor is heard. It was her dad who would give the Christmas Eve hayride thing. Um, But someone else has gotten this together. Who could it be? Dash, of course. He's returned and is going to be there for Ashley no matter what. Just like her dad. Because one kiss means forever. (laughs) And then they kiss again. The end. Hooray. I'm so glad that you made me watch this, Hannah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of like what the actual fuck, but the right up top, I want to say like it's obvious that this was made from a book and from like yeah. a master story crafter like Debbie Macomber. Yes, um, I agree. Because yeah, just the way it is all unfolded is definitely different than our usual schlock. Yeah, it 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 feels like you get the impression that there. I I haven't read the book. I will admit it. But I do wonder if I were to pick this up and read it, is that like there's some sex scenes in there, I think. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if she ever really writes sex scenes. Maybe not. But like I'm not sure. But but you you can tell that like, oh, this may you know, like this was some things were like sort of abbreviated for time or like Mm -hmm. not done in a way that makes as much sense as they probably do in the book. Yeah, probably. But I think they did a pretty good job. Well, so, like, can we talk about this barista section? (laughs) Which is... Yeah! (laughs) Please. (laughs) Okay. Begin. There is a shocking amount of time devoted to this teenager who is in love with this girl, and so he bought, like, ski lift tickets instead of paying for his car or whatever. Okay. In a book, totally get it. In the movie, there are a few moments where you're like, did something happen to my movie? Like, what? I don't know these people. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did rewind it a, a couple of times just to, I thought I was convinced that I had missed the introduction to these characters. Yeah. Like, it, but I, I don't so. know what their names are. I know, I know they say them, but like the only purpose these children have in this movie is to swap the plates, but they probably get five to 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah. And it's sort of shocking. Yeah. So it was one of those things where I was surprised by how much screen time like you're saying that they had but when their purpose came back I was really like oh this is why we got to know them and it was kind of worth it but I do wonder if it really could have been truncated to maybe two scenes instead of like I think they got like four yeah (laughs) yeah I I think I think that's where I'm at too is like in the book of course they they probably did have all of those scenes but yeah I like it it felt like they got a lot of screen time where, like, I was, I don't know, it's just a little, like, I would have liked to sp- spend a few extra minutes with Ashley and Dash, like, having them 
interact because I enjoy them. Um, yeah. Of course, I also recognize that had they truncated this, and I didn't understand why these children were swapping out the license plates, which I also want to point out how, like, these children, luckiest children in the entire world in that they are like, I need to swap with the same make and model and, like, year and color of my car, which, which drove up, like, next to them. And that car that got rented in California, which, of course, they don't know that, but it was rented in California, had Oregon plates. Yeah. Like, okay. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. <laughs> um, You know, like, too bad it was being filed by the FBI, but, like, whatever. I mean, it is kind of a ridiculous plot point, <laughs> but, like, kudos for effort. Yeah, like, you know, like, like, if I hadn't known the backstory, I would have been like, wait, why are these children doing this? Yeah. And I, I recognize that I have, that, like, my, my complaints conflict. <laughs> <laughs> They're still there, but they conflict. <laughs> no, but I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that for sure. <sighs> so my major, like, my, my major, like, I wish that I had gotten more backstory and whatever is Blade and the puppies. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, he just seems like such a weird character. And he's the type, this is a type of movie that I feel like Blade would have made another appearance somewhere down the line yeah, like i can see that questioned by the fbi perhaps and yeah the fact that she picks up a puppy is i, I kind of weird i also think like we got a scene of like the ticket clerk being interrogated why didn't we get a blade yeah. interrogation scene i would have enjoyed that yeah agreed and maybe blade gets more gets more of a thing but the fact that the puppy is named little blade after blade i wanted more of him and he was such a fun character spoiler alert for me later um um, but i have one more what the fuck moment and i don't know how you feel about this okay so one of the masterful ways that they keep us sort of in suspense of ashley is that there's there is when there's one moment when you're like, absolutely, this girl is innocent, but she, then she goes to the bathroom and then she's speaking some sort of Eastern European language into a phone. And you're like, what is this girl's deal? Um, and Hannah probably knew that it wasn't Russian, but my ear it was like, it's probably Russian. You find out later that it's Romanian and she speaks Romanian because she has these Romanian friends and that's who she's delivering this treetopper to. And that's where like the final like stakeout whatever is taken but so that was my biggest what the fuck of like i wanted to know more about that why can she speak romanian (laughs) (laughs) who are these people they seem rather they seem a lot more important than these guys with the license plate but i don't know anything about them i would agree because like they work for her they they help you know like she she's a maker um and like it seems like they make like they they do some of the crafting that she designs or whatever i am not sure how much romanian she speaks like because she she does it's like romanglish or whatever (laughs) that she's speaking into the phone so i'm like has she like is she just good with languages has she picked this up like over the over time from knowing these people also the way she talks to them i'm like are these people here legally 
like if yes. the FBI showing up, is that a problem? <laughs> I had that thought. Too. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, the other thing about that phone call, which this is, this says a lot about me, uh, but she like, she goes like they, they get driven up in the tow truck. She said, is there a ladies room? Makes the phone call and then goes to pee. I would have absolutely switched those around. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you have to pee, go pee, <laughs> and then make your phone call. What are you doing? <laughs> Storytelling, because maybe she's lying about having to go pee. I know. It just was... Kind of. Yeah. Uh, So I have a few other things I want to just touch on. Awesome. That, that, like, break my brain slightly, because this is how my brain works. So first of all, does she get a refund for her plane ticket? I'm really worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. Like... They wouldn't let her on the plane. Like, she was there. She, You know. Like, yeah. How does that work? Um, also. I don't know. Then she she goes to rent the car. But my thought is, if this is somebody who does crafting from San Francisco and, like, goes around to craft fairs, she doesn't have a car? You would think she would have True. a car. Like, it just seems a little One would... impractical for her not to ha- have a car. So. I don't know. But then also, I just want to point out, this movie does suffer from the one tiny thing and it all falls apart fix. Okay. Which is, she clearly never reported her identity stolen because had she done such a thing, they would have record that she reported her identity stolen. Uh... And then they wouldn't have been so like insistent that she was the perpetrator of whatever this crime is even though if she is this much of a mastermind who is using their real name (laughs) i i know i i know i mean okay we could think about all these little plot holes forever but the fact the matter is i thought it was very creative (laughs) oh no this is this is a let's pick this movie apart because we love it kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Should we dive into some Hallmark Hallmarks? I think so. Or should we dash through them? Let's dash through them. Let's do it. Okay. All right. I'll start. Uh, we have right at the beginning, Ashley is not looking to meet someone or not looking for love. It's true. And her BFF says she needs to get back out there. <laughs> um, money is clearly n- not an issue. Never. <laughs> um, we have uh, initial, I said initial antagonism because it's not at all unwarranted. Um, true. And before I knew what was happening, I'm like, although it was really nice of him to offer her a ride, not knowing it was staged. <laughs> um. The, we have the conversation where somebody says, essentially, like, my deal breaker is liars to somebody who is lying to them. <laughs> yes. Um, subtly, not subtly, asking if someone has a boyfriend or fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, oh, no, we're not married moment. Yeah. When he, but he goes, like, yeah, my wife's great. <laughs> Kind of I love when they play along with it. Yeah. It's my favorite. 
Um, so we have holiday-esque names because his name is Dash. Yeah. I know it's based on the like um, the mystery writer, but still. Yeah. I I count the Santa that he encounters who tells him it's okay to find love as a magic Santa man. I did too. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're on the same thing. Um, I, I, I know this is a switch on the trope, but now we have dad's dead, so life is hard. <laughs> Usually mom is dead, but this time it's dad. Sure, sure. Uh, nobody says the exact line, but there's very or there's there's a number of lines that essentially equate to but it's christmas <laughs> yeah it's the best one obviously um and my last one with a kind of note next to it is there is a christmas tree lighting um which is a trope but this movie was made in 2015 and this christmas tree is very small in comparison to like 2018 on behemoths that we see in like For 50, sure. 50 it is, plus it is movies. a dinky lighting comparatively yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like what you'd have in your living room yeah not what you'd have in the town square yeah yeah so that was mine as well actually my last one. Oh, hooray hi yeah. do you have a pretty parade so my pretty parade probably unsurprisingly is puppies! Puppies! We got puppies! Yep. <laughs> this is the correct answer. <laughs> <sighs> yes, that was mine as well, obviously. Okay. <laughs> you can't not when they're no. so cute. Oh, they were so cute. Um, did you have any across the universe? I did not. Okay. I got them. I'm very excited for so this. So first of all, this is just for you and me, but I and and our listeners. I didn't realize this until I started doing like googling. Did you know that Megan Ori is married in real life to John Reardon? John Reardon was the male lead in Love on the Sidelines. Oh. <laughs> Fascinating. Right? So have they not have they not worked together in Hallmark Land before? I don't think so. I couldn't find anything there. Really why do they anything. do this? Besides the Pen of Vegas, why do they insist on not casting these people together? I don't know. I don't know. They 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 met on a set. Like they've been in things together, but uh not not a Hallmark set. They met on like a Merlin related set. <laughs> Merlin? So, something King Arthur Merlin related. I don't know. Have I never seen something King Arthur Merlin related? I also was like, I think I need to look into this some more. Thank you. Okay. So that was just my like little like, what? I did not know they were together. Wow. I love finding that out. Yeah. I love when I find out people I love are dating. Like <laughs> when I found out that Kirsten Dunst was, is married to Jesse Plemons, I was like, <laughs> there is a God. <laughs> yeah. So th- that was that was just my little like, ha ha, lovely. But the real across the universe is uh, so when they go to get their pie, there's a little girl that offers her a star to put on a tree. And that little girl is Caden Magnuson. And that is the same little girl who plays Carrie Winters on Chesapeake Shores. And Carrie Winters is Megan Ory's daughter on Chesapeake Shores. So she, oh my the little girl God. who like gives her a star, plays her daughter. 
And I just thought that was really cute. That is so cool. Oh, my gosh. That little girl is also kind of dressed like Bobo Bell from Beauty and the Beast. She's wearing kind of like a Beauty and the Beast-esque type dress. And I was there for it. But she's a super cute kid. Do you have anything new and or noteworthy? Um, My new and noteworthy is that they have deaf characters and she speaks sign language and they have it in the movie and I don't know if it's right because I do not speak sign language but I appreciated the like no like let's not be assholes to these people like I can help them out moment. I liked that too um my my new and noteworthy was just kind of the way that this again the story unfolded I think that you know us going along the ride and having the mystery together is something that you don't often see. I know this is movies and mysteries, but you don't really often see like the Christmas or the romance ones unfold like this. And mm-hmm. I, I think that maybe that should be more of an effort made. Sure. Agreed. How you tell the story rather than like what the story is. Supporting shout out. Um, besides Blade. <laughs> who we can talk about i really loved the car rental guy (laughs) he was such a dick but he was very entertaining (laughs) i was i was down for him all right i liked blade too blade was mine (laughs) i feel like blade should have a spinoff yeah oh yeah you can't call it blade because that's already taken blades bulldogs (laughs) i know the puppies weren't bulldogs but the hounds of blade (laughs) (laughs) all right kiss meter kiss meter okay so there were two kisses in this movie there was the first snow kiss and then the ending kiss i rated both of these the same okay and i'm not sure if i was just um i was under the weather while i was watching this movie um so maybe just everything seemed Maybe I'm just clinging to life, but I gave both of these an eight. Okay. Um, and that might be too kind because now I can't remember them. So obviously they didn't stick in there. But I said that for the for the first kiss, it was sweet. Um, and it was nice that he asked if it was okay that he kissed her, which I thought was sweet. But at the same time, he's also lying to her and she doesn't know the full truth. So that's a little sketch. But I thought the kiss itself was nice. Um, and number two, it was fine, but it was kind of a cheesy moment. So I was like, whatever, I'm just going to give it an eight again. Okay. So I did not rate them the same. And I didn't, and my ratings don't match yours, which is also interesting, but in the same ballpark, but okay. So the first one I gave an 8.75. Hell yeah. Um, because uh, I thought of it as a, like, if you need like a second opinion or not second opinion, but like an, another, what is church tongue? This felt like church yeah. tongue to me. <laughs> um, and I also liked that he, he asked if it was okay, though he should have asked her before, but yep. you know, whatever. It's fine. Um, but also, yeah, the, the whole, like you're lying. I don't know. It, it gets into awkward. Yeah. The second kiss drops to a 7.5 for me because I think the kiss itself is pretty good but this is a kiss that suffers a lot from the surrounding dialogue because the surrounding dialogue is terrible Mm -hmm. it's basically like can I be your new dad (laughs) (laughs) except except like sleep with you (laughs) like it was 
it was not okay. It was not into the dialogue. Wow. I don't know if I quite went there with it, but I understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I did not like it. I, I think I think the dialogue is so terrible at that part like <laughs> that, like, it doesn't matter what the kiss is like. It just, you're like, I am not on board for, for this, sir. No. You need to stop this. Go bit. Go bit. <laughs> then Hannah, would you watch this movie? Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of love this movie. I watch this movie periodically. I was not unhappy to rewatch it. It's real fun. <laughs> How about you, Katie? Same. I said it at the top of the episode, so I showed my hand. But uh, yeah, I thought this was really fun. It was cute. It feels like your average planes, trains, and automobiles road trip Christmas movie, but with intrigue this time. <laughs> I, though Megan Ori is a little bit too over the top for me in this movie, I thought she had a little, a few screws loose. Um, I thought Andrew Walker was very handsome and charming, and usually he doesn't do it for me. <laughs> like, I appreciate Andrew Walker as a romantic lead, but he's not like Tyler Hines or Paul Campbell for me. But for some reason in this, I was like, oh, hello. so kudos to that good job mr walker definitely i recommend yay christmas Christmas. (laughs) so make sure that you are following us on facebook and twitter and instagram one kiss means forever one and the four are numerals we are doing as much of the live tweeting as we possibly can though sometimes we have to have lives sorry (laughs) um if there's a premiere we usually announce in the morning if we're going to tweet it so like you'll you'll know yep you don't have to be surprised um and then we'll be back with you next week in your ears. We'll ear you then. And if you want to email us at any point, you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. Woohoo. And as always, thank you to Flint Pastures for our intro outro music. You can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And I think that's going to do it for this week's Christmas. We'll be back for next week's Merry Christmas. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. I was going to say something and every, it just, it, it is out of my brain. It dashed through the snow. Completely gone. Yes.